Welcome to Hope for All Nations, a podcast by Calvary Worship Center Broadcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and that as you spend time in the presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. Today, we continue our series on the book of Hebrews. As you know, the book of Hebrews is the most difficult book in the Bible. But that book is is about awakening, about rising, about becoming alive, about trusting God, who is better than anything else that we can compare to. Today, I'm going to speak to you on the subject, the superiority of Jesus. Christ is above everyone and is above everything. Christ is all that you need. And we cannot go back. Now, I'm going to stop for a second and I'm going to ask for a favor. I see people are still coming in, so please... I beg you, if you are sitting in the last two or three rows, just move forward because as they come in, they're going to distract me. Once I zone in, I want to minimize the distraction. So ushers, help them. If you are sitting in the last two rows, please reserve that for the late comments so that they don't walk in as I'm preaching. If you can, please, thank you for doing that. We are going to take in the next 40 minutes a journey into what I call Christology, understanding the doctrine of Christ. And I feel that we don't teach a lot on Christology. So many people are beginning to think of Jesus in some way. We we are missing the uniqueness of Jesus. Jesus is not like any other prophet. He's not like any other politician. He's not like any other leader. He's not like any other leader of a religion. He stands all by himself. Why is Jesus superior? Why is he way above everything? Hebrews chapter 1, today we are going to finish chapter 1, tells us three things. Because he declares God's word. Number two, because he demonstrates God's works. And then number three, you know it. It's about worship. He is the one that we can worship. We can worship. He is the king of kings, the lord of lords. God has given him a name above every name. He's superior. And because he's superior, it's all that you need. Nothing else will satisfy. Nothing else can compensate. Nothing else can touch you like Jesus Christ. So rise up and come back. Some of you are watching me online. Rise up and awake. Whatever is taking you away from Christ. He is the one and only. Let's begin with the first one. He declares God's word. (laughs) Remember we were talking last week about God wants to speak to you. God is still speaking. So let's go back to chapter 1 and we'll pick it from there. Verse 1. Last week we said in the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophet at many times and in various ways. And we explained that. But in this last day, somebody say, but in this last days. 
He has spoken to us by his son. He has spoken to us by his son. What does that mean? It means two things. Number one, that Jesus is a source. Write the word source. He is a source. I'm going to do a bit of teaching. Is that okay? Jesus is a source of every revelation. Any word that you hear has to come under Jesus. It has to be weighed by what Jesus has said. If God speaks to you, if God is speaking in the word, and he does, that word has to be measured by what Jesus has spoken. Am I making sense? In these last days, every word that you hear has to be measured by Christ. Because in these last days, he has spoken to us by Christ. If you tell me God has spoken to you and it's not by Christ, I don't want to hear it. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. You are playing some way. Please um, pray for him. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. In the last days, God has spoken to us by his son. He is the word. I say he is a source of the word. So any word that you hear, hey, or you pray, keep praying. Any word that you hear, if it's not coming from the source, which is Jesus Christ, it's not from God. Because in this last day, he has spoken to us by who? His son, Jesus Christ. Number two, what does it mean? He's God's word. God has spoken to us. Not only is it a source, it's also God's standard of revelation. God's standard of revelation. Every word comes from Jesus, who is the beginning and the end. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, I want to show you something. He said, I am the Alpha. And the Omega, the beginning, you know he's talking about the word? Alpha is the first letter of the Greek language. Omega is the last letter of the Greek language. It's like saying, I am A to Z. Anywhere you speak, if it doesn't include, included in this alphabet, it's not a word. Is the beginning, the Alpha, and the Word, and, and the Omega. Is the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. God has spoken to us by his Son. There is no English language start with A and end with Z. It has 26 letters, if I remember correctly. The Greek alphabet has 24 letters. Anyone who speaks Greek must be inside Alpha and Omega. Anyone who speaks English, if that English cannot be contained from A to Z, it's not English. It may be something from Timbuktu. In other words, Jesus said that I am the word. And because I am the word, if you speak English, it has to be measured 
by the English alphabet. If it's not A to Z, that's not English. Every word, I'm talking about how Jesus is superior. He is the alpha, the beginning of the alphabet, and omega, the beginning and the end. Anywhere spoken must come through Christ, from Christ, and be about Christ. Oh, can I go on? Now, you need to understand Christology because there are a lot of sayings and teachings around there. And your faith has to be grounded on that rock, which is Jesus Christ. And I'm just starting. Are you still with me? G. Campbell Morgan, one of famous British theologians, he said, when God spoke to men in Christ, he said everything man needs to hear. When God spoke to men in Christ, he said everything. Jesus Christ is the final revelation. There is no other revelation outside Christ. Any religion that came after Christ to say that they've got another revelation, to say that they have got another teaching, if that revelation is not rooted in Christ, it's a false religion. In other words, Jesus is the gold standard. Don't believe that nonsense says that all religions are the same. They are all going to the same God. I'm here to tell you that it is not true. It's first class nonsense. John chapter 14 verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the word, and the life. Well, Pastor Sam, we know, let me give you an illustration. If you want to go to Surrey, you can use the Patello Bridge. You can also use the Portman, or you can use Alice Fraser, but you end up in Surrey. First of all, Jesus is not Patello. And it's not Alice Fraser. You can have three bridges that will take you to Surrey. But Jesus said that if you want to go to heaven, there is only one I don't care what prophet, what pastor, the size of your church. If you come back with that nonsense that we all end up in heaven, that is foolishness from the pit of hell. From Jesus, because he is a standard. No one. Are you hearing me, church? Don't believe those nonsense that you hear on the media and social platform. Jesus is the only way. In the last days, he has not spoken to us by Muhammad, nor Buddha, nor any other prophet. In the last days, he has spoken to us by Jesus Christ. Christ alone. Christ alone. Christ alone. Because of our weak Christology, a lot of pastors are beginning to compromise. To say that somehow, somehow, God, do you think that Jesus Christ came and died in vain? The Lamb of God that was slain. Say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, shall not perish, shall not perish, but have an everlasting life. 
through Jesus alone, by the blood that he shed on Calvary. Our sins are forgiven and we have a new destiny. If you are here and your, your sins have not been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, today there will be an opportunity for you to come because nothing can wash you. Nothing can wash your, your sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Hey. Nothing but the blood of of Jesus Christ. The writer of Hebrews says because he declares God's word. Secondly, he says that he's superior above everyone and everything, including creation, because he demonstrates God's works. And he begins to make an argument, theological argument, if you follow. It's a difficult book, but if you take your time to break it, it is beautiful. Are you with me? So first of all, he's, when he talks about God's way, he's talking about God's creation. He said, first of all, Jesus is the reason for creation. Do you know that? That Jesus is the reason for creation. Go to, let's go back to the chapter, Hebrews chapter 1. He said, now, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. Oh, this is beautiful. He said, God promised everything to the son. Now he's making a case why Jesus Christ is the final revelation. Why Jesus Christ has to be honored, has to be lifted above everything. He said, God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance. And through the Son, he created the universe. Do you get that? 
In other words, God created the universe, creation, as a gift to the sun. And not only that, in, he created it with him. Let us make man. Let us. I'm talking about Genesis chapter 1. Jesus was there. Tell me any other prophet that was there at the beginning. When Jesus and God said, let us. Every other prophet is created by God. He's a reason for creation. In fact, uh, the book of, uh, I think, Colossians, is Colossians chapter 1, says it beautiful. Are you coming with me? I'm taking you on the theological Christology. Get this into your spirit. It says, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, including you, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities and powers, including demons and spirits, including the witches in your village. God, sometimes some of us live our lives like we are afraid. Listen, Jesus and Lucifer are not comparable. Lucifer is an angel gone wrong. Jesus is God. In fact, angel Michael is stronger and powerful than Lucifer. If God be for us, who shall be? Stop saying, oh, pastor, the devil this, the devil that. Hey, the witches in my village, in Yamanansa, Timbuktu, they are chasing me to Suri. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody say yes. About Jesus, I am talking about Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lamb of God, the Son, the Beloved, the Rose of Sharon. I am talking about the one that Isaiah prophesied unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. All things were created through him, and don't miss that. And It is for him. That is why you have to learn to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Because God created everything for him. That is why he's superior above everything. Creation is God's property, gift to his son. Including your house. The Bible says the earth belongs to the Lord. And the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to God. Not only is it the reason for creation, the Bible also says that he's the ruler of creation. Obviously, if that is his property, you are the ruler when you own something. Oh, can you take me back? Let's, can we go back to the verse? It says in verse 3, 
the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. Do you understand what he just said? Jesus Christ is the one that, keep, that keeps the cosmos working. Jesus is the one by his word. The Bible says he by his word he created the universe and by his word the universe is sustained. Somebody say Jesus is dead. God is dead. If God is dead you will know because the word, the word will fall apart. Thank God that he's not dead. Because if God is dead our world will fall apart. It is his word, the power of his command that keeps everything. Oh, can I go further? I'm talking about Christology. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Watch this. Verse 17. Thank you. He existed before anything else. And he holds all creation He is the ruler of creation. That is why the stars are not falling. The sun is not falling apart. Our universe, the earth is not falling apart because he holds everything. The songwriter say he holds the whole world in his hands. And that is true. That is why there is not chaos in the cosmos. Do you know what is going to happen when everything begins to fall apart? Even a small virus, a small atmospheric river. We are, we are, look at what is happening in California. It is God that is holding the world apart. He determines how far the sea can come. He said, this is your level. He decides how close the sun can come towards the earth. Otherwise, we will all be burnt alive. He said, this is your level. He sets the level for creation. Do you understand that? That's why he's superior. He's a reason for creation. He's a ruler of creation. And even better, the Bible says he's a redeemer of creation. Oh, I got a few amens. I got a few amens. Take me to verse 4, Hebrews. Please, when you go back home, read this again and let it go into your spirit. God might give you deeper and further revelation. And upholding all things by the word of his power. That is Jesus Christ being the ruler. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now, now, what is this saying? First of all, you are talking about he's a reason for creation. You're talking about, yes, he's the ruler of creation. All of a sudden, there's redemption. Because of sin, creation has been affected. The world is not working the way Jesus created it. His gifts has been destroyed. In the beginning, it was not so. 
everything was working according to his word until sin, sin came. Animals turn against each other. Animals turn against human beings. Human beings turn against each other. There is chaos. The sun that's supposed to shine is not shining right. The rain that is supposed to rain is not raining right. Everything, according to Romans chapter 8, sin affected creation. And it, the Bible says in Romans 8, even creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of men. Even creation is waiting for redemption. Because at the end of the day, he is going to make all things new. He is going to redeem creation. Hey, John said, behold, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The Redeemer, God gave us a gift and we messed it up. But today, I'm here to tell you the critical problem of the human race is not politicians. We don't need more politicians. I didn't get an amen. We don't need more psychologists. We don't need more sociologists. Our critical problem is sin. I told you in Christmas Day, that is why Jesus, God didn't send us a politician or a doctor or a psychologist. He sent us a savior because sin is our greatest need. And everyone needs forgiveness. And if you haven't experienced forgiveness, you are only existing. Today, you can come back to God. He can wash away every sin and make you whole. He's still in the redeeming business. He's a reason. He's a ruler. He's also the redeemer of creation. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short. We've lost the glory. We are falling short of the glory. Hey, in heaven, we will see the true nature of the heavens and the earth. The earth will operate the way it's supposed to operate. The glory of God shall cover it. For the Bible says, the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Am I saying something to somebody? Are you still with me in my Christology? Understand the Jesus that you have invited in your heart. And I want you to stand strong. Because there are going to be philosophies and teachings of men that will come to trouble what you know about Jesus and get your spirit rooted. Oh, can I finish? Number three. Why is he superior? Because he deserves God's worship. Jesus is God, and that is not debatable. I'm not here to debate about the divinity of Jesus. That is already established. I am here to tell you that he deserves worship because he's God. We cannot worship any prophet or anything or any idol. And I'm talking about all your Canadian idols. Your car, your house, your wife, your this, your this. No, the only one who deserves our worship is Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor, why is this so? If you are writing notes, write this down. Because God has given him a superior name. Oh, yes. The writer says it. Go to verse 4. 
He says, so he became, first of all, he said he, he's a redeemer of creation. And then the next verse, verse 4, he said, he became as much superior. Somebody says superior. That's my title right there. He became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior. Give me some names. There are not very many names of angels in the Bible. But Michael, he's superior than Michael. Gabriel is superior than Gabriel. Lucifer is superior than Lucifer. There is no name among angels. I mean, he is talking about the heavenly. I'm not even talking about the earth. Philippians 2 verse 9, you know this well. Somebody said, therefore God. Let's say it again. Say, therefore God. Exhorted him to the highest place. That's why we can worship him. And gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, we worship every knee. Shobah. Hey, in heaven, on earth, under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Somebody say yes. Exalted him above every other name. I am talking about the superiority of Jesus. You either bow now or you bow tomorrow. One way or the other, every knee is going to bow. Whether willingly or unwillingly, they will bow. God has given him a special name. The writer of Hebrews continues, not only has he given a special name or a superior name, he's giving him a special nomination. You know what it is when you are nominated, when you are chosen. You are chosen above others. I tell you, the writer of Hebrew is very deep. So please, let's go and chew some bones and let's go beyond John 3.16. He said, for to which, now remember he's making a Christology case. The writer is making a case. Look, God has spoken to us in this last day by the word, his son. And let me make a case for it. And then he goes on verse by verse, he's making a case for Jesus. Verse 5, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son? Today have I, I today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. Which, which of the angels? That's the question. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels. He's been nominated. Which of them? Which of them? The writer said, tell me which of them. I love theology because theology leads to process. When you study Ephesians, the first three chapters, Paul talks about theology, understanding who you are in Christ. And the last three chapters, he's talking about practice. When you understand who you are in Christ, it can lead you to follow him properly. 
And the reason why we are dead, we need to be awakened, is because we have forgotten our foundation. We have forgotten the fact that Christ is enough. Tell somebody, Christ is enough. What are you looking for? What are you looking for in this world? Christ is enough. No one can satisfy you like Jesus. Oh, can I get a witness? There is no one like you. I've searched the whole world. I have been to places. You have been to places. You have tried things. You have been to other holes and tasted other loves. But there's no love like the love of Jesus. Let's clap for him and thank him. In a moment, we are going to worship him. Because he's got a superior name. He's got a superior nomination. In Mark chapter 9, verse 7. Oh, I love this. And a cloud came and overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Follow him. In the last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Hear him. Hear him. He will lead you. Hear him. He will choose a husband for you. Hear him. He will lead you in your career. Hear him. He will give you a new dream. Hear him. He he will heal you of all your brokenness. Hear him. Your pain. He is your healer. Oh, last Friday... A sister was sharing with us. She said, I couldn't raise my arm for almost a year and a half. And they said, during the prayer online last week, I felt like she raised my hands and make a declaration on the city of Vancouver. And without thinking of my arm, I just raised it up. And I started bless the city. And he said, I was healed completely. Now I can move my arms. I can move my arms. Somebody say, just like that. Say, just like that. Jesus is our healer. He's our physician. He's our redeemer. He's our rose of Sharon. Nobody can love us. He will take care of you. Some of you are far away from God. One foot church, one foot somewhere, you are wasting your time. It will not go anywhere. Let me challenge you this morning to fully surrender your life to Jesus. I'm going to give you opportunity for someone to say, Pastor, thank you for this word. I'm coming. You, you, you have made your case for Jesus. It's all that I need. Brothers and sisters, as our world continues to fall apart, Jesus is our only anchor. When did river started going through the atmosphere? What is atmospheric river? Have you ever seen it? All of a sudden, river is in the atmosphere. Our world is falling apart. River is supposed to flow. (laughs) 
God created the river to flow on the ground, not in the atmosphere. Things have just been shifted up, upside down. And it's the only anchor. Every day as you turn into the news, you are going to hear bad news. That place happening there. That place is happening there. But when you are rooted in Jesus Christ, he said, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome. Somebody's overcomer. Because he lives. I can face tomorrow. Oh, can you say that? Say it with me. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I don't care what CTV or CNN says. I can face tomorrow. Because of his superior name, because of his special nomination, or can I end here with this? Because of his sacred nature, Jesus is sinless. He's a pure Lamb of God. Watch as the writer of Hebrews conclude his argument for Christ. Take me back to verse 8 and 9. But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And he says, I rest my case. Find me any human being that is sinless. Then we'll talk about comparison. It's the righteousness of God. 1 John 3, 5 says, Worship team, please come with me and help me. You know that he appeared in order to take away sin. And in him, there is no sin. Can we worship him today? Everybody stand up on your feet, lift up your voice and worship the king. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Hope for All Nations, a Calvary Worship Center podcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. And that as you spend time in his presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. You are also most welcome to join us for our in-person worship services. If you are in Western Canada, we have locations in Surrey, BC and New Westminster, BC, as well as Calgary, Alberta. In Washington state, we have a location in Bellingham and a location in Ghana. You can find out more information at calvaryonline.ca. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.